The medical information communicated in this podcast is of a general educational nature. If you are feeling unwell, please seek the attention of a medical practitioner. Any advertisements promoted throughout the podcast are not endorsed by the presenter or any of the guests interviewed. Hi there, welcome to MediTalk, a medical podcast talking all things medical in a way that you can understand. You're with Danae. Varicose veins is a commonly used term to describe visible leg veins. Small varicose veins may not be a problem, but as varicose veins become worse, they also become worse in terms of condition and in terms of how they look. They can become more prominent in their appearance on your legs as being quite twisted. And when varicose veins are like that, they can actually cause quite a lot of discomfort and they can ache. Swelling in your feet and in your ankles is quite often an early sign of impaired function and that can be quite painful. So as we're working longer hours and standing and sitting for longer periods of time, our varicose veins may be causing us more trouble and actually affect both men and women. So today we're going to speak with a vascular and endovascular surgeon, Dr. Steve Baker, to find out more about what treatment options are out there for varicose veins. What is a varicose vein? A varicose vein is a normal vein that's become dilated or larger than it started. Mm. And uh, they are uh, identified usually because they're obvious and people can see them. Right. And why do we actually get them? Why do they sort of look more obvious on some people and not on other people? Well, varicose veins mostly develop in the legs. Yeah. And it's because we stand and uh, gravity uh, plays a role. Um, But... It's also important that the veins have a weakness in their wall so that they have a greater capacity to stretch. It's people with stretchy veins, um, stretchiness in the elastic tissues, who go on to develop uh, bigger varicose veins. Okay. And so that comes down to your genes? That comes down to your genes. 100%? (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, so what about the myth of if a woman crosses their legs, are you more prone to varicose veins? Well, I think there's a lot of old wives' tales about varicose (laughs) veins. Is that an old wives' tale? Absolutely, yes. Is it? it, No, I don't think it matters at all. Oh, can you prevent them then? Or if it's all to do with your genes, you're going to have problems with them? Well, I think to a large degree, if you've got the genetic makeup that predisposes you to get varicose veins, you're going to get them sometime. When are the varicose veins getting to the point where you need treatment? Um, there's quite a spectrum of problems associated with varicose veins. At the at the more severe end, it's pretty obvious. Um, some patients, and they're mostly elderly patients, develop leg ulcers that are related to their veins. Okay. Some develop the less severe problem of eczema, which uh, recurs and doesn't really clear up. Mm. Um, but they're, they're at the uh, at the severe end where there'd be no doubt that their local doctor would send them off to uh, to, to be considered for treatment. Yeah. We find some patients develop clots in their veins. It can be something that develops um, spontaneously and that's of concern. It can imply that there's an underlying problem uh, with the blood. Um, but the varicose veins in that circumstance need to be addressed. Mm. Um, but perhaps more commonly... Um, it's lesser symptoms and lifestyle considerations. We live in a very good climate where people spend summer in shorts and skirts and play sport and go to the gym, Mm. people go to the beach. And in all those locations, um, their legs are on view and there's a cosmetic component to it and people find also that their legs can be uncomfortable. They can ache at the end of the day, particularly if they're doing jobs where they stand a lot. 
Yeah, okay. So some of the reasons why they would patients would come and see you to have their varicose veins treated would be a mixture of some cosmetic because we're in an environment where we're out and about and we might want to not have them there from from a physical point of view to make our appearance Absolutely. feel better and about I think themselves. The and way we live, that's probably quite a legitimate consideration. Yeah. But also I've had the privilege of observing you conduct a a clinic and I've seen men and women be treated by you for varicose veins. So I think in my mind sometimes when I think varicose veins, I think just women suffer from varicose vein issues but men as well? Well, yeah, and, you know, I mean it's probably – not the case that uh, men just don't care how they look. I mean, um, and they do jobs where they stand and are on their feet for quite a long, for quite long hours, mm. and uh, and so they have the same concerns. Yeah, and also you have patients where they actually hurt. Is it yeah. they can suffer? Oh, from absolutely. Pain? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'll find that some people come in and say they've got to lay down for uh, an hour or so at certain times of the month, or. Yeah. Uh, after working, they need to go home and put their legs up, yeah. Because they're painful. Yeah, because their legs ache and they're sore. And yep. Yeah. So what are the treatment options available now for varicose veins? Well, broadly, there are three categories of treatment. Um, there is laser treatment, which in Australia, 70% of legs are treated with um, laser or one of its equivalents, radiofrequency or um, even a small proportion are treated with glue. And they're a category of minimally invasive treatments. They've become more common over the last 10 years as all these uh, forms of treatment have come online and they essentially compete with each other in that space. The second category of treatment is traditional vein stripping. Mm -hmm. And while it's uh, surgically more invasive and associated with greater greater downtime and uh, slower recovery, um, there is a legitimate place for stripping. You need to be able to do it for certain conditions and in certain circumstances. And um, people who are insured in our environment, it's a cheaper treatment. And of course, financial considerations are are a legitimate concern for everybody. Finally, there's sclerotherapy. While it's well known as a treatment for spider veins, Mm. um, it also has a role for less severe varicose veins and as a complementary part of the less invasive treatments of laser and so on. Okay. So it's important then for the different options, who's qualified to conduct all three? You know, if you want a lot of your options being presented to you, who's capable of providing them? Well, I think vascular surgeons are well positioned to provide comprehensive treatment. Mm. They can provide the less invasive forms that are typically done in the office, Mm -hmm. regarded as office-based surgery, but they also have accreditation at hospitals where they could admit patients who require surgery. Mm-hmm. I think that's a particular advantage. And one category of uh, treatment that we didn't talk about because it's just a small category are those patients with pelvic and ovarian venous problems, and they require treatment in a specialised catheter theatre. And okay. it's only surgeons who have accreditation to do that type of work in most hospitals. And how would you know if you've got those problems in terms of um, you go and see your GP and you'd be presenting and the veins in that area of, of the female body would be quite noticeable? Well, I think sometimes patients come knowing they've got a particular problem in an area that will direct you to investigate the, accordingly. Right. But 
It's equally the case that an experienced venous surgeon will recognise certain patterns of uh, varicose veins and know how to investigate appropriately. Oh, it's so a- the varicose vein problem could be coming higher up yes, from the absolutely. ovarian veins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And so that's why you go and see a, a vascular surgeon, endovascular surgeon, to have scans done of that area and you can actually see... Yes, yes. I think uh, when the uh, when you're assessed with your varicose veins, you should be examined thoroughly mm. and uh, the distribution of the veins on the legs together with the history gives an indication of what should be examined in detail with ultrasound. Okay. And it should be said that, you know, experienced, interested, enthusiastic sonographers provide better reliable results and that provides a good basis for getting the treatment you should have. So quite often they will come and get a referral from a, their general practitioner to see you and then often you would send them off for some scans yes. and to a high-quality place to make sure that they're getting really good quality scans so then as a surgeon you can present what best options. Yes, absolutely. I need to be able to trust the results of the scan so that the treatment I provide is what the patient needs. It provides for more reliable and better outcomes. Yep. And so do different size veins suit different treatments? Yes, yeah. Certainly if we go back to the question of sclerotherapy and surgical treatment as being different categories, the smaller veins are usually treated with sclerotherapy. Mm-hmm. Often uh, the spider veins are treated only with sclerotherapy and as veins get bigger, surgical intervention is required if you are going to re- provide a p- more permanent solution to the problem. Okay. In degrees of pain, because often we worry about that, what would we expect as a patient in terms of is it quite harm, like not very painful having sclero or having your laser, for instance, done on your veins? Well, in, in my practice, I've now done several thousand laser cases. Yes. And over the course of time, you learn how to keep people comfortable and happy. Yes, yes we use some light sedation in almost every case. Yep. And there are those cases where we need to supplement it with uh, stronger drugs. But uh, yes, we make every effort to keep patients happy because the experience that they have is important to us. Sclerotherapy in the main is uh, done um, as a short procedure in rooms and the sclerosant that is injected does cause a bit of acute pain. It's a bit like local anaesthetic going in, but Mm. like local the area tends to become numb and quite comfortable in just a few seconds. Mm. It's a thing that most patients are happy enough to tolerate without any additional sedation or other supplementary treatment. Occasionally that's not the case and uh, those patients can use topically applied local anaesthetic cream. And what about downtime? So with the different treatment options, what sort of downtime are you looking at with laser as an option versus surgery? Well, downtime has become a big thing. Yeah. Uh, Everybody works these days and everybody's got commitments. Um, And so that's been one of the things that's propelled uh, laser to the forefront, to Mm. greater acceptance. The downtime is short. If you have a moderate number of veins, you can expect to be back to work after three days. There are some cases where the problem is more severe and a little more time is required away from work, but there's no doubt that the minimally invasive approaches bring with it a shorter downtime. Yeah. Traditional vein stripping is typically associated with two weeks off work for a standard case. Um, And of course, you know, the same applies. If there's more to do, then there's more time required. And uh, it's also quality of recovery. Mm. Three days generally means that after that time, patients go back to work but still have mild symptoms. After stripping with with the 
typical time off, they will go back. But what they're tolerating tends to be more. Okay. And do varicose veins come back? Yes, yes, and there's many reasons. Um, some people have a big propensity to developing varicose veins. They get them when they're young and the veins, the veins are large, and those people will almost certainly get some veins back at a later date. It can be in a new place um, and it can be an extension of a pre-existing problem, but those people are the most prone. Of course, I've emphasised the importance of good ultrasound and applying appropriate treatment based on it because the surgeon has a role to play too in providing uh, the appropriate treatment that treats the underlying cause well. Um, and so that's important. What's the aftercare? So if you've had a procedure, in order to make sure you get long-term good results, what does the patient have to do to assure that to happen? Well, a large part of the die is cast by what's done, but beyond that, um, it's stockings and rest, at least to some degree. After mm -hmm. virtually all of the veins treatments, patients need to go into stockings for 10 days or so yes. with variations uh, either way. Um, and These are the pressure stockings? Yes, these yeah. are pressure stockings. Um, and in addition to that, uh, patients need some time off to rest and recuperate immediately after the procedure. The sclerotherapy at the lesser end of uh, invasiveness is done as a day case in the office and patients often drive home and go back to work or go back to work the next day. Um, the laser, as we've discussed, requires three days off uh, for the for the standard case and uh, and stripping it's a couple of weeks. So when they've when patients have got to make a decision as to where to perhaps go, they've decided oh, I really want laser. Should they be asking the surgeons, you know, how many procedures they they do a year, and you know those sort of questions? Or how do you choose a surgeon when you're looking for one? Well, I think it's like a lot of things. Um, you go to someone who's well experienced in the area, but also um, reputation carries something that reflects the quality of the work the people provide. And so um, as in other aspects of life, that applies to surgeons. And, uh, and, and I think you need advice from your local doctor. Mm. Um, I think you uh, can get information by word of mouth that's uh, common. Uh, yeah, that's true. Especially amongst women. <laughs> we share. Absolutely. <laughs> so what are some takeaway tips for people that have varicose veins and they're worried about them? Well, I think you need to ask yourself what it is you're looking for uh, in terms of treatment. Um, sometimes there are cosmetic considerations. Sometimes there are symptoms that are, to some people, not important, but to others, quite important. Um, and uh, beyond that, there are medical considerations. You have to decide for yourself when the lesser symptoms are important and you will appreciate the benefits of having your veins treated. So what we've learned is it's not possible to prevent varicose veins, but some simple actions we can do can improve our blood circulation. Simple things like staying active and avoid standing and sitting for long periods of time and try not to wear clothes that may restrict your blood circulation. So if you want to find out more about Dr Baker, visit his website, vasculosurgerywa.com.au. Stay well and let's talk soon.